What is up, everybody? My name's Jamie. Welcome in. This is a safe space for everybody. This is really my first podcast, and I'm freaking out. If I would have known that I could make my own podcast from the comfort of my own home and my phone, oh, I would have done this years ago. Um, I'm still really figuring out a name for my podcast, but for now, it's going to be called Jay's Pod, um, which is a pretty crappy name. So please shoot me some names that you think would fit. It is an absolute safe space here. Literally say anything. Um, In my podcast, we're going to be talking about all things mental health, spirituality, religion, growing up, and of course, partying just to keep it a little spicy and everything that comes with partying. But today, we're going to be talking about grief and the loss of a loved one. Um, Grief is one of those things. It's literally the worst thing that I feel that anybody on this planet can go through. Being, you know, mortal people or mortal beings, you know, we all, we all have an expiration date yet. We never want to reach that date because it's scary. I mean, honestly, nobody knows where we go. Ever. No one knows where you go after you die. But, you know, some people accept it and some people know, you know what, look, I'm going to live my life the way I want to until I pass on. And some people are like, fuck no, I don't want to die. I don't want to go. And that's what makes it really hard for those people who are very afraid of death because when they watch someone else around them pass away, it makes it 10 times worse because it's so much more real. And I really wish like I could say that you get used to people dying. You get used to your family members dying. You get used to you know, your friends dying, your coworkers, anybody, but you don't. It's, you can't run away from it. You cannot get used to it. There's nothing in this world that will ever make you used to death unless you're a serial killer, you know, unless you're someone who likes it for some reason. I don't think anybody in this world really likes it, but you really shouldn't ignore it. Um, you definitely should not wallow in it, but you should not push the feelings of grief to the back of your mind. In that way, it just lies repression. You just push it down, push it down, push it down, and one day we'll all explode out of you. But, you know, in in that way, down the line, if you repress your grief, it makes it ten times more uncomfortable than it was when to begin with. And, you know, and coming from someone who has lost people, um, people say, people have told me it gets better. And you think it does, but then Christmas comes by, or Thanksgiving comes by, and you see, or you see someone who looks kind of like them down the street, and all you want to do is run to them and hug that stranger. But then it hits you that they're gone, and, ta- and it takes your breath away for a moment, and you feel all of those emotions that you did when they first passed away. And that moment passes, and you go about your life until it happens again. It, grief never stops. It just becomes less frequent. But let's get into the five stages of grief. Um, your feelings may happen in phases as you come, ter- ter- come to terms with your loss. You know, you cannot control the process, but it's helpful to know the reasons behind your feelings. All people, and, and I cannot stress this enough, all people experience grief differently. Though it's no longer considered the ideal way to think about grief, you may have heard about the five or five stages. Um, the first stage is denial. When you first learn of, uh, of loss, it's normal to think like, oh, this isn't happening, you know, this is not real. You may feel shocked, numb. This is a temporary way to deal with the rush of overwhelming emotion. It's a defense mechanism. You know, when I first lost my first friend, um, 
literally for months and i was just so 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 set on the fact that he's not gone he's right next to me what are you talking about he's at home what are you talking about he's with his parents what are you talking about and it didn't doesn't fully hit you until that second stage comes in and that second stage of grief is anger so when that reality sets in that whoever it is that you lost you lost you're faced with all this pain that you repressed you may feel frustrated you may feel helpless these feelings will later turn into anger and you might try to direct it towards other people god a higher power or life in general to be angry with a loved one or one who died and left you alone is natural too i know that when i um with my experience i felt the anger stage probably the longest out of every other stage and i still kind of feel that one now because um you never really truly understand um loss you never really do you never truly understand that and and it also depends on how they pass away this is why i'm saying every person deals with grief differently because there's a lot of things you know when someone passes away from suicide when someone passes away from cancer sick tragic accident like it's all completely different so what i dealt with was losing someone to suicide so you can imagine the anger and the guilt that set in um when that happened so my anger was my emotions were so 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 insane i could not cannot get rid of this anger i was lashing out on people my co-workers my teachers my boss everybody that was in my path i would lash out on them because i was so angry inside and i did not allow myself to feel that and then comes the third stage and that's bargaining um you dwell on what you could have done it's pretty much grief you you know you 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 dwell on everything that you think you could have done to prevent loss you know the the common thoughts are if only and what if i did this and what if i did that and you might even talk to god if you believe in them and say you know if 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 i do this will he come back or she come back and that's one thing that i've learned is you there is no what if like my beautiful beautiful person that i admire the most um cory cory the very he he said there's no what ifs it's only a wells and and that doesn't really go with grief in a way but i've ever since i've heard that there's no what if it's only a well i've taken that with me and i've ran with it because there is really no well what if there is no what if you cannot sit and uh, just overthink and dwell on the past you can't but that is a part of um grief and then there's the fifth or the fourth stage and that's depression um this may also be the hardest part of uh grief for a lot of people and the longest part so once you begin to understand the loss and its effect on your life the sadness really sets in and the depression really sets in you know the signs of depression include crying, sleep issues, decreased appetite, you know, not being able to get out of bed in the morning. You may feel overwhelmed, regretful, lonely. There's so many more things that come with depression. Um, and not only does grief have a mental effect on you, it has a physical effect. So when they talk about the depression, they don't really talk about how it really affects your day-to-day life other than mentally. And grief will fuck you up, let me tell ya. You know, if anybody's lost somebody out there that's listening, it's... It's not a fun time 
it's really not. It's probably the worst thing I've ever went through in my life, and it never truly goes away. And then there's that fifth stage of grief. (sighs) You know, in this final stage of grief, you accept the reality of your loss. It can't be changed. You You still feel very sad. You're able to start moving forward with your life. And I still think that moving forward is a wrong thing to say. Um, it's not necessarily moving forward. You never really get used to it, but you start getting up, getting out of bed, starting your life over, you know. You may not, uh, what's the word? You're never going to get used to it. Um, you're just going to find a new way to live your life with the cards you've been dealt. So you're not going to return back to normal. You know, life as you know it is completely changed when you lose the first person you love. it's never going to fully return. But you will, you really will um, just start a whole new way of life. So those are the five uh, stages of grief. And after that, you, after that fifth uh, stage of acceptance, um, you need to start looking into ways to cope with it because there's, there's right ways and there's wrong ways, but at the same time, there's no wrong way to grieve. Um, We'll just start off with the the ways that is only going to hold you back. So, technically, the wrong ways of coping. Um, I mean, I've been there, and I still am there. When you're literally in the deep, 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 deepest part of emotional pain, which is grief, it can be really tempting to try to numb your feelings with drugs, alcohol, food, work, anything that's in your life that causes a distraction. But you really have to be careful with that. These are literally just temporary escapes that will not, make you heal faster or even better in the long run run you know it even can lead to addiction depression re, uh, anxiety or even an emotional breakdown so whenever you're coping with anything in life with anything that will distract you like drugs or alcohol it's only gonna bottle up those feelings that you had and make you become this explosive person when you finally let it all out and in that sense when you do When you do um, turn to drugs or work or something to distract you, it's just only going to hold you back more. Um, Instead of coping with grief in that way, which I think coping with grief with drugs and alcohol is probably the easiest way because all you're doing is allowing yourself not to feel and allowing yourself not to heal because you have to feel things to heal things. Come on now. Um, But, you know, the right ways, in my opinion, this is only my opinion. This is how I got through my grief. I did do all that other stuff first, though. That's why I know it's wrong. But my first piece of advice was is just to really give yourself time. You know, time does not heal in this sense. But you have to accept your feelings and know that grieving is a process. You know, I read this thing somewhere. And it's grieving can take from six weeks to years, two years, three years. And it's all different for everybody. You know, growing is linear. And all you can do is give yourself time to heal. Because you're never going to fully be the same person that you used to be when you lose the first person you love. Um, but, but, you will, you will, you will, um, what's the word? Not move on, because that nobody really moves on. But you will start, you know, something new. And you will not necessarily move on, but you will not think about it as much. You will turn, instead of looking back... Um, and crying about this said person, you'll look back and think about all the good memories you made. 
Um, my second piece of advice would probably be to talk to others. That is probably the most important advice because I tend to self-isolate a lot, a lot, and I know a lot of people do, but what you have, you cannot self-isolate in this situation. It will make the process so much harder for you. You will have to talk to others. Spend time with your friends and family. Do not, do not, do not, and I cannot stress this enough, isolate yourself. Um, and make sure, you know, that, and this is a really hard thing during the depression stage of grief. Um, you have to take care of yourself still. It's okay. It's okay to wallow a little bit, and it's okay to cry. But you have to make sure you get up out of bed, you know? Exercise that pain out of you. Eat well. Not too much, not too little. And get and try and get as much sleep as you possibly can. And, and that's going to help kickstart the healing process. You got to, you know, at some point, return to your hobbies get back to the activities that bring you joy join a support group speak with others that are also grieving it can help you feel more connected you know um i never started going to a therapist until i lost the first person that i love and i found that um all the coping mechanisms they give you is so so helpful super helpful i think that Nobody really knows how to fully deal with it, but when you talk to a licensed therapist, they've seen this situation before and before and before and know that it's different for everyone, so they find the specific, the specific, the specific things that may help you. And talking to someone who has also lost someone can be very helpful because I find that when I've talked to my friends who have not really necessarily lost someone in their life, it's, it's a lot harder for me to connect with them in that way. So when I'm talking to someone who's also lost someone, it's easiest for us to bounce back, you know, uh, not ideas, but coping mechanisms on each other, you know, our pain onto each other and figure out and take that good advice. Um, so yeah, so those are some things that I did when I was coping. But let's move on. Um, in this next segment, we're going to be talking about the best and the worst advice that I've gotten when I lost some when I lost the person dear to me. Um, for the best advice, let me think. Uh, I guess there's not really much advice that I could say. Um, I think it's just having someone say, "I'm here to listen to you." Not, I don't understand. I I don't know how you feel, but I'm here to help you in any way. Um, and, uh, whenever I had a friend who lost someone, I would tell them, you know, I will, you're going to be in my thoughts every day. Just let me know, uh, what I can do. What, if there's, I wish I had the right words for you, but know that I care. I'm here to listen to you. I'm really, really sorry for your loss. There's not much you can do when it comes to grief with, except for listen and help them and you know make sure they're eating and make sure they're getting out of bed in the morning there's not really advice that you can give but there is really bad advice that you can give to people um and probably the worst advice i've ever gotten when i lost someone dear to me was everything happens for a reason and that is the biggest load of bullshit i've ever heard because if everything happened for like you know what i mean or, you know, I, I just hate that term so much because it does not happen for a reason. Death does not happen for a reason. A tragic accident does not happen for a reason. Cancer does not happen for a reason. It doesn't. So when you tell somebody that, it's like, well, what the, f- like, fuck you, you know? It does not happen for a reason. Or when people say, oh, God's in charge. Well, if God was in charge, why would he keep 
her over my loved one? Why would he keep this person over my loved one? And keep in mind that and that not everybody deal um, believes in something. Not everybody believes in a higher power. So when you're saying that God is in charge, it's it's kind of a load of bullshit. And it's like you might as well have just not said anything to me. Um, there's some other things that you cannot say. Say say strong. That's a terrible thing to say, because you're saying pretty much that you know just be strong and don't be vulnerable and. What you need to do to heal from grief is to be vulnerable and to and to cry and to heal and talk about it and not stay strong. That's a load of bullshit. Or if you ask someone how they're doing, well, what do you think? My, you know, loved one just died. You cannot ask these people these questions because they're obviously not okay. So what you say instead of how are you doing, you say I'm here to listen. We can even sit in silence. I just want to be there for you. And if they want space, you give them that space. Send them a few texts, maybe send them some flowers, but they will reach out to you when they want to. Um, what's what's another thing? I mean, there's like especially things like, oh, you know, you'll be okay after a while because it's not true, you know. It's it's not true. Or just give it time. Time does not really heal. Like I said earlier, taking the right steps will heal you, but time does not heal because all you're doing with time is you're just saying, eh, one day, one day I'll move on. That's not how grief works. It really, it really doesn't. Um, What else? What else was I told that's pretty shitty? Hmm. (laughs) Or saying things like this is, oh, this pissed me off when my friend told me, Oh, he was such a good person. God wanted her to be with, or wanted him to be with her, or him, or whoever the fuck God is. That is some bullshit. Do not ever tell me that shit. Because guess what? I don't believe in God. So when anybody ever tells me that, I'm like, fuck you. You know? Um, what else? What else? What else? Or stay busy. You know, keep doing things that will distract you. That's some bullshit. Uh, yeah, especially bullshit. But I think that's a lot. Like, there's also, you know, many things that you just know not to say with grief. Um, But I just want to talk about it a little bit. Grief is hard, and um, it takes a while. But with the right resources and the right people, taking the right steps will heal you. And uh, I'm not going to say that it especially, you know, gets easier because it doesn't. But, you know... It will one day, it will one day, you know, become one of those things where you look back and laugh rather than cry. And that's pretty much all I have to, for today. Please shoot me questions and things that you want me to talk about. Um, even if only one person or ten people hear this, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love for some feedback. This is my first podcast. Uh, my name is Jamie Luttrell. Uh, yeah, so goodbye.